Think Again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by the Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about our public-private partnerships and the latest debacle over the Westgate Tunnel Project, overseen by the Victorian government. Mm, in a very public drama, one of the Victorian government's roadworks and infrastructure flagship projects, the Westgate Tunnel, has bumped into a major obstacle. The Westgate Tunnel Project is meant to connect... City Link in Docklands with the Westgate Freeway in Spotswood in the inner west of metropolitan Melbourne. Its main purpose is to create a second east-west crossing to and around the city and diminish traffic pressure on the Westgate Bridge itself, which is already now running well beyond the capacity it was built for in the 1970s. So the Westgate Tunnel is also intended to remove thousands of large trucks from the local streets driving to or from the docks. So far, so good. As most Victorians would probably know, the toll road is being built by Transurban. This is another of the private-public partnerships, or PPPs, arrangements, so favoured by the Victorian government and many other governments, to build our infrastructure. Victorian taxpayers are paying $2.7 billion to build this toll road, while the remaining $4 billion of the total bill is to be paid for by Transurban. Yeah, so Transurban, they proposed building the road to the government and it didn't even go out to tender. So it didn't come from a groundswell of community opinion or views or wishes. It came, the project initially came from Transurban. Under this arrangement, Transurban will be able to extend its tolling of the existing CityLink freeway by 10 years with an expected $26 billion return. Together with the tolls from the new Westgate Tunnel, amounting to $11 billion, Transurban is expected to get $37 billion from the tolls. So much for the bare facts of this instance of a PPP. Now to the major obstacle. The building firms engaged by Transurban to do the actual building encountered a higher level of soil contamination with PFAS than expected, or so they say. In fact, all parties were well warned, but we'll come back to that in a moment. moment. PFAS is the cancer-inducing toxic stuff that led to the need to abandon the Fiskville CFA Training College site in 2018. There are at least 16 other sites in Victoria and 90 Australia-wide where elevated levels of PFAS, for those who want to know, per- and polyfluoroalkyl chemicals <laughs> Very good, uh, have been detected. A Fairfax Media investigation has figured that out. And its removal, apparently, costs a lot. 
but it is really necessary as PAFE, PFAS <laughs> enter into the groundwater, generally pollute the environment mm. and cause cancer. That's right. So apparently there's uncertainty where the soil extracted for the tunnel could be processed and buried. But as reported in The Age on the 1st of February, Transurban and the state government were warned by the state's environmental regulator three years ago that there were emerging concerns about PFAS contaminants in the soil and also tightening of regulatory restrictions were flagged. Mm. So they were also told in 2017 that there was a shortage of possible dump sites for the soil contaminated with the PFAS. We also know that three local governments warned about the problem of the contaminated soil, the cities of Melbourne, Maribyrnong and Hobsons Bay. And as also reported in The Age on the 4th of February, all three councils called for clearer plans and requirements for dealing with the expected contaminated soil. Knowing about the contamination, Transurban still entered into the deal. They now claim that the discovery of the level of contamination is an unforeseen surprise. Mm. They even compare it to an act of God. So they should not be required to pay the cost of dealing with it. Or so they say. Mm. So the expectation is that the state, we, us, you, should take care of the costs, including finding the right places to dump the soil. The two subcontracted tunnel builders, the diggers, the real diggers, John Holland and CPD contractors, announced that they would pull out of the project if Transurban and the state would not come up with more money mm. or another yeah. solution. Yeah, it's outrageous. To which the, sa- the state said, sorry, you know what was going on and you signed the contract. Consequently, the enormous diggers which have been installed have not advanced one centimetre since they were lowered into place a couple of months ago. Mm. And a number of workers have been told that they may not have a job mm. in the near future. Yeah, so they're the collateral damage as well. That's I right. Guess. So th- this is a great or not so great example of how PPPs work and don't work and the issues they create. The costs or unforeseen expenses, also known as unintended consequences, of the project are implicitly expected to be socialised, also known as externalised, onto the public or the environment. So the people and the environment pay. With the environment, actually, the environment and us paying well into the future. While the Mm -hmm. private Mm -hmm. firms partnering, I'm doing air quotes with partnering, with the government, (laughs) or public body, they walk off with the profit. And to catch our breath on that note, we'll turn to Dirty Dollar by Ref Carmody. You and I, we wrote this letter Thinking about the time Put it in a bottle for another man to find High up on the Church Street Bridge Plastering by trade Happy fall conditions Mr. Williams kind of day I had served the country Horseback River sun Seen the devastation, but life was moving on. One man calls it murder, 
because it walked. Anyway, the battle points, the poor man takes the fall. So I pray that when this letter finds another man, an equal share will find us all in you're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming life at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about our private, uh, public-private partnerships and how we, the people, are sold out for private profit with democratic process and the public interest, particularly also the monetary public interest, squashed in the process. Mm. So with, public, with public-private partnerships, we invariably socialise the risks, as we have said before, while corporations have certainly... Um, have certainty for their own ongoing profits into the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. So this is the way PPPs are invariably set up. Or as Dr Kate Shaw from Melbourne University argued in The Age this week on the 4th of February, uh, whilst it constantly is argued that the state needs to maintain so-called investor confidence as capitalists would otherwise refrain from running the risk of investing and losing their money, which Dr. Shaw summarily calls a myth. Yeah, well, we really hope it doesn't work out this way for this project and the Victorian government stays the course and refuses to pay for the clean-up and storage of the contaminated soil for the Westgate Tunnel. In any case, this should be a real lesson for governments taking the PP route in the first place and hopefully it might be the beginning of the end of the Victorian government's love affair with PPPs. So what are private-public partnerships or PPPs anyway? Mm. An official definition, definition goes like this. According to Weimar and Weining, a P3 or PPP typically involves a private entity financing, constructing or managing a project in return for a promised stream of payments. I would call it a promised stream of profits Mm. directly from government or indirectly from the users of the projected over the projected life of the project or some other specified period of time Mm -hmm. in the case of the tunnel it's the income from the tolls which goes to transurban it this is a partnership between government and corporations to deliver infrastructure and other things that the public is thought to need. Thought to need. Yep. Mm-hmm. Companies are enticed with favourable terms to ensure the making of profits, usually for considerable periods of time. They are supposed to take on the risk, after all, capitalist investing and shareholding are supposed to be based on speculation. Mm. But it often works out the other way around, Mm. with the government and us, the people, the famous taxpayer, as a community, wearing the risk. Mm. According to the existing research, when the public body is contractually required to take on the risk, it usually comes at a high Mm. cost to the public purse. Yeah, so the normal rule of thumb with investment, Mm -hmm. if if there's higher returns, it is Mm. higher risk. Lower returns, lower risk. But mm-hmm. in these cases, the companies are taking higher returns, guaranteed way into the future, often a generation. That's correct. Mm. 
while divesting the risk mm. to the state. Exactly. So taking the high returns public with, and having yeah. low risk. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during the last 40 years, PPPs have been a core component of the neoliberal agenda in paving the way to have the free market, driven by profit, penetrate into and oversee all areas of personal and community life. Mm-hmm. According to a 2015 UK report uh, written by David Hall, they were invented by the Thatcher government in the 1980s in the slipstream of the emerging economic rationalist and neoliberal ideologies dominating political and economic thinking um, half a century ago. So with the impetus, impetus toward small government, governments put restrictions on public borrowing because they said government mm-hmm. shouldn't be spending. That's right. We want small government, they were saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were restrictions put on public borrowing and on spending for services and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But they still needed to develop ongoing infrastructure and maintain at least some semblance of caring for the health, welfare and education of its people. So mm-hmm. how are you going to pay for that when you've That's put right. restrictions on government paying for these things? That's right, and when you too much listen to Barbara Joyce saying, keep the government out of my life, as he did recently. As he drives along the roads. And so there was a push towards a privatisation of previously publicly fund and often free available mm-hmm. services. And this laid a hand, a counting trick to hide liabilities, conceal government borrowing and debt to keep the appearance of the, nat- the, na- the national budget being out of the red zone. Mm. or balanced or something. Mm -hmm. We call it creative accounting. That's what we do. Aided and abetted by media, academia, and manipulated public opinion, this privatization gained initial popularity around the world and parenthetically also destroyed the vulnerable economies of lots of developing countries in the 70s and later. Then the privatization trend went into some decline when the true cost of the public purse and the public good started to be realized mm. that we actually were giving crutches to capitalism, which in reality is really a very crippled system, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it continued to underpin many government decisions and mm-hmm. policies. I mean, privatization mm-hmm. continued to underpin many government decisions and policies, certainly in Australia and Victoria and under the ages of both main parties. And whenever there's a new initiative, mm-hmm. you, it's immediately announced. We're yep. bringing in private industry yep. to yep. help with this. So it's mm-hmm. taken as taken for granted even mm-hmm. at this point yep. that yep. the propaganda's been so complete and exactly. so successful. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so stim- in Australia, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's stimulated by huge international marketing, marketing efforts by those bodies like WTO, World Bank, and groups with, with most to gain from PPPs and the inherent promise of lucrative ongoing profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, as several major pieces of research have really uncompromisingly shown, it continues to fuel the growing gap mm-hmm. between the haves and the have nots. And they also have a little bit ones. Yeah. They have a little bit ones. Yeah. So. Hmm. 
Wear your Radical Radio colours in one of 3CR's new T-shirts. The bright new design comes straight from this year's popular Radiothon poster designed by Aisha Tufa. T-shirts cost $30 to pick up or $37 with postage. So drop into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Call 9419-8377 to place your order. Or buy one online at 3cr.org.au slash shop. 3CR Radical Radio T-shirts. Get one one now. Would you like to get involved in the decision-making process at 3CR? Nominations are now open in 3CR's Community Radio Federation elections. You can stand as a subscriber representative and have valuable input into the programming and future direction of this diverse and dynamic radio station. Nominations are due by Monday, 10th of February at 5pm. For more information, contact 3CR Station Manager on 9419 8377 or download the nomination form at the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au forward slash people. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about public-private partnerships and the building of the Westgate Tunnel. So in addition to the major problem of giving crutches to a dying economic system, what does research and experience tell us about the problems with PPPs? Mm-hmm. Well, research shows that the cost of PPPs is usually higher in the long run, mm. even while politicians and governments might enjoy the shine of getting things done in the shorter term and while keeping the budget in balance. The commercial partners in the PPPs cherry-pick the most profitable projects while leaving the rest to the public purse and the taxpayers, which is another more direct path to socialising costs and privatising profits. Mm, Yeah, PPPs ignore and destroy democratic process and real public participation in decisions that have Mm -hmm. a major effect on people's lives. So, of course, a local example we have been talking about is the removal of railway crossings in the Upfield Corridor, about 8k north of the Melbourne CBD. So, of course, while there's positive intent and community support for removing the crossings, no genuine community consultation or participation even has occurred at all. And the heritage trees that people have been trying to defend have been decimated and mulched largely over the last week to huge community protest and outrage. So with PPPs, commercial interests are given disproportionate power while community interests take a back seat and people feel disenfranchised. In fact, although we don't vote for them, they become partners with government while the wishes of the people are squashed and run over. And uh, another example which we recently have talked about is the establishment of the NDIS. The NDIS uh, basically transformed a lot of government services from the public purse into uh, uh, mm-hmm. money which, which flows into private pockets, really. Mm-hmm. And we have recently certainly heard, heard about uh, all of the problems with that process, mm-hmm. partly because it was not well prepared, but also partly because of the principle. Yeah, uh, the democratization model. Exactly. And democratic processes is certainly destroyed on a collective level with the secrecy surrounding contracts. When it is all 
and it is all of our business to know the full costs, the benefits and the risks. In this way, commercial interests, usually referred to as commercial in confidence, they trump the interests of citizens and voters and the public generally. Mm. So how dare they keep mm. secrecy around arrangements of major infrastructure projects mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from us, the citizens? Yeah. Yep. So also there's a distortion in public priorities and democratic decision-making when projects amenable to PPPs get Mm -hmm. priority. Mm -hmm. So they're chosen because they're amenable to PPPs and, of course, private profit. Mm. Projects and initiatives in the public interest and as wished for by citizens, if they were even given a chance to talk about them, Mm -hmm. uh, they get crowded out. Mm-hmm. especially when these citizens are on the lower end of the power and influence scales. Mm-hmm. So we need think no further than how the Westgate Tunnel project came to be, of course, as a proposal mm-hmm. from right. Transurban yeah, and not and going out to tender. Exactly, and, and many of the other projects, including, as I said before, the NDIS. There is no good reason for continuing with these destructive PPPs. We really need to work together to reinstate real democratic process and always be guided by the public interest. Our pooled wealth can be put to much better use than making a few fat cats even fatter Mm. and leave it to the unpredictable vagaries of the stock market and speculators. There are various ways in which such things could be handled differently. For example, Research has found that it would be cheaper for the state to borrow for infrastructure and hence finance the works themselves and build it with contractors, especially also at current low interest Mm. rates and then make the money out of the tolls themselves Mm, rather than give it to the private purse. Mm. We need to commit to ongoing public infrastructure building, such as for public housing and public transport. When managed by the state, it would not only be cheaper, but it would have more control mm-hmm. and flexibility into mm. the future. So currently, the point is, currently some PPP contracts financially penalise the state for building infrastructure seen to be in competition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the private interests involved in the PPP, like alternatives to the Monash Freeway. They're not, we're not allowed to build public roads. Exactly, yeah. That are in competition with the Monash Freeway. Or or even public transport. You know, when they saw, for example, see that a train line would uh, entice people. The the whole, one of the main reasons of holding up the the freeway to the, uh, the, sorry, the train line to the uh, airport is that that would diminish the income. Of the of Transurban, yeah, and with all this talk about businesses, and, and the parking for the parking fines, oh, uh, the parking income income at the airport itself, it's out- outrageous, and it mm. affects what we're doing in the public interest in terms mm. of infrastructure exactly. for a generation or more. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. So we, we could truly make sure that community voices are heard in the design mm. of major infrastructure, and that the community feels ownership over local spaces. Oh, that's a bit radical, Shah. <laughs> Uh, the, that they would feel ownership <laughs> over the local spaces that engender healthy connections between people and with the local okay. environment. Oh, gosh. We really need to shake up the system, I think, and bring back true democratic participation. And this might also, by the way, slowly bring back trust in our governments and politicians, which is really in crisis. Uh, totally. 
all the corruption which we have seen happening re- recently under the under the, the view of the public and of the government is just extraordinary. Mm. The natural environment itself, by the way, can be prioritized. Currently, it is often sacrificed when this reduces profits for the private corporations with PPPs. Mm. Yes, yeah, for example, for example, again the same example: the removal of mm. old native trees in Coburg in Gandolfo Gardens mm. in the Upfield Corridor, which we know from expert engineers mm. Mm. that yeah. that crossing could be yeah. done a different way without needing to pull down exactly. a, a hundred old mature mm. trees. And as Dr. K. Chaw, to go back to her really good article in the Age, uh, said in piece in a piece called, uh, <laughs> it's just, he also uses really interesting language of, of sovereignty and things like mm. that, which is really important to bring back into the discussion, I think. Her opinion piece about the tunnel project, in the unlikely event that the existing firms would walk and walk out of the contract. What would the impact be, she asks? Not every company wants to screw governments and taxpayers for everything they can get. Perhaps we could do business with those that care to act decently and with social responsibility. The sovereign state economy would benefit enormously from the training of local companies in management of major projects using Victoria's very capable builders. Mm, yeah. Kate also suggested perhaps we don't need the giants and the cowboys. I really love that <laughs> sentence. And if we were able to get this far, perhaps the government could apply economic logic instead of blind ideology and manage some of our infrastructure projects itself. And hence, amen to that and not give crutches to the dying capitalist system, really. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Boulet and Jennifer Borel. Remember, if you do want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's programme, you can email Borderlands, borders, B-O-R-D-E-R-S, at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.